Welcome to the first substantive episode of Strategize to Succeed. Today we're going to be discussing favorite words, what they say about us, and why we should care. Everyone has certain go-to words in their vocabulary, and you may find that they change on a parallel course with your evolution through life. These words become an inherent tagline which you rely upon for your personality and your priorities. I remember that in high school, I used the word basically in many conversations, often leaning on it to clarify points which I made as I tried to establish my views. In college, frequently I relied upon the word interesting. Perhaps it was incorporated into my speech to convey my belief in my hopefully expanding intellect. Maybe I envisioned myself sitting in a Parisian cafe expounding on the distinguishing features of French philosophers. At any rate, as we all recognize, that was then, and this is now. Today, my top five words are very important to me, not as external conversational benchmarks. Instead, they're representative of certain approaches and priorities in my thought process. These words are fundamental to my outlook and my decision-making both to my course of action and the outcome of how I endeavor to conduct each day of my life. Although these words do not necessarily punctuate my dialogues, they are relied upon as the basis for my thoughts and actions. Perhaps most significantly, I did not consciously select any of these words to play a role in my life. In retrospect, the acquisition process seems more akin to looking at a selection of puppies to see which one might approach in a tentative but potentially loving manner, perhaps with relationship potential in mind. Essentially, these words came to me as a result of experiences or encounters. The word choices which I have come to embrace are strategic, opportunistic, fortitude, gratitude, and mindfulness, and they seem to have divided themselves into two groups, the operational and the attitudinal. Operational in that both the words strategic and opportunistic relate to my evaluation of external issues as they guide my decision-making process. The attitudinal words of fortitude, gratitude, and mindfulness guide my internal perspectives and how I emotionally react and respond to the world. First, my operational words. There is no question that I inherited strategic and opportunistic as a part of my family's legacy. In fact, I would guess that the firm which my parents started and operated for more than 50 years was guided in large measure by the two concepts of being strategic and opportunistic. I cannot count the number of times that my father pointed out that if I didn't spend time at the beginning evaluating a situation strategically, I would likely pay for it at the end with the costs of added time and money. So what does it mean to strategize and to approach a situation strategically? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines strategize as devising a course of action. But before we explore the nuances of strategizing, I would like to briefly contrast it with the word plan. 
Frequently, people use the two words interchangeably. However, there is a significant distinction to be made. One of the Merriam-Webster definitions of a plan is an often customary method of doing something, a procedure. Focus on the words customary and procedure versus the word devise in the definition of strategize. Essentially, strategizing is planning, but turbocharged. It is not relying on the past established methods of decision-making. Instead, first and foremost, to strategize is a matter of keeping an open mind and not prejudging or necessarily accepting an existing pattern. Frequently, when one has a preconceived notion of how a set of circumstances should be configured by applying a go-to plan, other, better options will be overlooked. When approaching a situation strategically, it's a matter of looking at all the possibilities. What is good and bad about each one? What are the different directions in which each separate path could lead? What are the probable effects of each approach? Essentially, a cost-benefit analysis or the good and bad of each direction. Write down all the points, both good and bad. And by the way, please don't use technology. Just work with old school pen and paper. When your brain is directing your hand to write, it compels you to focus on the creation of thoughts without the distraction of technology or extraneous information. Draw a vertical line down the center of the page and label one side pluses and the other side minuses. Then jot down all the points and rate their strength using a 1 to 4 scale, least to most. The importance of that feature would be considered numerically weak to strong in the plus column, while the significance of its absence would be a minus number. This notion of strategic decision-making can be applied to issues of all sizes. If your company is considering a new executive-level hire, you can break out the various applicants by level and type of experience, education, other specialized character traits, anything that can be a decision-maker or breaker. If you are joining the workforce and have two job prospects but remain undecided, Pit the two options against each other. Make a list of all the items which would make for a good, pleasant work experience for you. The list could include the amount of the salary and benefits, length of commute, type of work duties, parking availability, length of lunch break, work hours, personality of supervisor, and any other issues of interest. I will tell you that the concept of making decisions strategically absolutely works. When I was deciding on which college to attend, there was one candidate which was my presumptive first choice. Conceptually, in the big picture, I liked everything about that school. However, my parents told me to apply to two other schools just in case I was not accepted by my first choice. So I applied to three colleges and was fortunate to be accepted at all three. And I had to make a decision. Notwithstanding my first choice, I was advised to remove any emotion and make a strategic evaluation of the situation. That meant pen and paper and a list of all possible criteria 
standardized and rated for each school. You can probably guess the outcome. My predetermined first choice did not have the high score. And despite a measure of anxiety over the actual validity of my strategic decision-making skills, when put to the test, I followed the data. Ultimately, I attended a different college and had a very positive experience. And based on what I subsequently learned, I likely had a better experience than I would have encountered at my initial first-choice school. Since that momentous decision for me, I have been an unabashed convert to the mental process of strategic thinking. I will also tell you that not every decision requires a numeric scale and a written list. Consider a completely different type of decision, which is frequently made, deciding what to order from a restaurant menu. Say you have three choices which you've zeroed in on for dinner, a steak, grilled scallops, or chicken parmesan. Perhaps your preference is for the chicken. But thinking strategically, you consider the implications of that decision. You had a chef salad with ranch dressing for lunch, which had shredded cheese and a good bit of fat and sodium. Based on that evaluation, both the chicken parm and the steak might not be the strategically best choices for that night's dinner. Probably the optimal selection would be a lighter option with less fat and sodium, such as the grilled scallops. That represents another form of taking a strategic approach to decision-making, and it probably took only a matter of seconds with no list-making involved. It's just a matter of considering the options and the implications of each decision. Now, it is certainly possible that you're already following this approach, perhaps even instinctively. This approach is applicable across business and life issues and can assist you in structuring better decisions. Along with the concept of strategizing is the notion of taking an opportunistic perspective. At the outset, I do acknowledge that ascribing to opportunistic behavior has a negative connotation and a bad reputation. The image which seems to come to mind is a slimy character who shows no sign of having a conscience. Invoking Merriam-Webster once again, some of the less than favorable synonyms for opportunistic are exploitive, pretentious, and pushy. Certainly you have your individual perspectives, but from my standpoint, those are not adjectives which I would like applied to my behavior. However, there's another offering from Merriam-Webster, which is more in keeping with our approach. Merriam-Webster defines opportunistic as taking advantage of opportunities as they arise. Now, I would suggest that the real problem with being opportunistic is not in recognizing and acting on an opportunity. The problem is how one chooses to act on such an opportunity, and that is where the bad reputation can come in. I was raised to recognize that being opportunistic means keeping one's eyes open to outside circumstances and situations, and to consider how there may be an intersection of interests or benefits. What can turn the concept of being opportunistic from a positive to a negative concept is when, after spotting a possible situation or benefit, one works to capitalize on it while knowing at the outset that their behavior will be to the detriment of the other party. 
However, if you regard opportunistic behavior as another component of your decision-making process, and perhaps as the basis for forming strategic partnerships where all parties can benefit, then being opportunistic can open many doors for you. When applying both opportunistic and strategic thought processes to your decision-making pattern, the objective is to help you to clarify your thinking without adding bias. These concepts provide you with the choice to expand your range of options without sacrificing your personal values. If you are not satisfied with the success of your decision-making, whether applied to your business or your personal life, I suggest that you take a more structured approach to recognizing and evaluating the choices in front of you. There are likely more options available to you than you currently recognize. Now I would like to take just a moment to mention my three attitudinal word choices, fortitude, gratitude, and mindfulness. As with so many people, I came upon these words based on personal experiences which dictated the circumstances of their application. Once I faced the concept behind each word, I found that I could not have a full or meaningful life without their ongoing inclusion. These three words work together and represent a continuum of personal experiences and responses. Overall, it is important to not just live in the past or plan for the future, but also to be mindful of your present circumstances. Recognize and be grateful that however challenging the current circumstances may be, they could always be worse. And then, with fortitude, that strength of mind which can help you to make it through adversity, make concrete and perhaps creative plans for your future. I would also point out by happenstance, my five operational and attitudinal words dovetail into a common theme. To keep my eyes open to the world around me, to recognize and appreciate the present while outlining a clear direction for the future, and to understand that to reach a meaningful outcome often requires mental toughness, but it is worth it. Give some thought to any go-to words that you might rely upon, and more importantly, the concepts and approaches which they represent. If you do not have any words which provide guidance for you, do you feel that you're missing out at all, or are you content with applying an intuitive basis for your decision-making? If you were compelled to select words and representative concepts today, what criteria would be important to you? If you have special words which you would like to share or discuss, I look forward to your tweets at Strategize Today. Thank you for sharing your time. Remember, the application of strategic decision-making can result in more beneficial outcomes, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?